You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Hello, my name is Grace Cassie, and I am an early-stage investor in cybersecurity companies. So I've always been interested in people and politics. I studied history at college, and I've always been fascinated by the interactions between people and getting into people's motivations and the context in which they operate and how that affects their decision making. So when I graduated, I joined the UK civil service and I went into our foreign service where I spent 10 years in a range of foreign policy and national security roles. I was really fortunate to be posted abroad quite early on in that career. So my early 20s, I went to Pakistan had a wonderful three years there and did a bunch of other roles in that time, including, uh, very fortunately, three years as a foreign policy advisor. So I had a huge range of subjects there, which I was able to get involved in, everything from our policy towards Afghanistan, to India, to China, to migration, to uh, counterproliferation and, you know, a real fantastic mix of subjects that I was able to, to immerse myself in. So I left public service after 10 years, I think because I didn't want to find that I woke up, you know, 30 years into it and it was too late for me to try anything else. I'd always had a, an interest in science and technology and I thought that I would step out and try to get into the technology world and, you know, really have a chance to work with with builders. You know, being a policy person is is great, but in some ways you're quite distanced from the people who are actually building stuff in the world. So I wanted to get closer to that. And uh, I started out um, working with and advising uh, growth stage technology companies across a whole range of subjects. So I worked with healthcare companies, energy tech, novel proteins, fintech. And that was fantastic. Worked with some wonderful, wonderful companies. But in terms of how I got into cybersecurity, it was a bit more of a roundabout journey, actually. I had been talking for some time with good friends uh, and colleagues in London about why we didn't see more high-quality, scalable cybersecurity companies that emerged out of Europe. We felt that we had all the right ingredients here in terms of the talent, the problem set, the customers, and yet we didn't typically grow the number of 
high quality companies in security that we saw, for example, coming out of the US and, and Israel. And so my friends and I decided to set up an accelerator program for cybersecurity companies to try to create a kind of gathering point for a community, a program of support for founders taking on that really difficult challenge of building a deep tech business in security. So we founded Cylon in 2015 and worked with, gosh, upwards of 100 companies across Europe, Israel, and the Far East, because we also uh, latterly operated it out of Singapore as well. And that was where we really became uh, exposed to investing at the very, very early stage in, in young startups. So that's where I made that transition from being more of an advisor to being more of an investor. So no one day is the same, which is probably why I enjoy it so much. And I get to meet a lot of wonderful people, which is the other reason why I enjoy it so much. Uh, but, a, you know, a day might include hearing a pitch from a new company that wants to seek investment for their solution. I hear a lot of pitches all the time, which I really enjoy. I might spend some time on the phone with companies that I've already invested in. Uh, obviously, we spend quite a bit of time doing that. Uh, I also spend quite a lot of time looking at policy developments in our in our sector, trying to stay on top of that and uh, hope that that also brings some perspective to the founders with whom I'm working. I've also happily managed to keep my hand in a little bit on, on foreign policy and international uh, policy. I'm a visiting fellow at Chatham House uh, in the UK, and that enables me to spend time talking to and thinking and writing about some of the geopolitical issues that affect uh, the security landscape. I would really encourage anyone with an interest in cybersecurity to consider a career in our space. I think there's a huge diversity of opportunities, both for people with a technical bent and for people who, you know, like myself, don't come from a technical background, but who are interested in people and motivations. And I think cybersecurity is a fantastic sector if that is your interest, because it really gets into the heart of decision making and um, how organisations can be constructed to, to best support a well-organized risk program and to work with with people rather than against them. I think it's a question of resilience and I think that can be developed as a personal skill set. I've been lucky in some ways to have worked in some quite challenging environments. You know, I was in Pakistan on 9-11 and for the period afterwards when uh, we, the Allied forces, went into Afghanistan. And so, you know, there in a, at Downing Street, when you work in a head of government office, there's obviously quite a lot of days where, where you're under high pressure. And I think that builds resilience. You start to appreciate that actually you, you can perform in those situations and you can appreciate the almost the enjoyable aspects of of working in in high pressure environments and there's a there's a real sense of achievement if you and your colleagues can can draw together and, and deliver in some of those situations so 
Honestly, I see challenging days or challenging times as an opportunity to build that sense of depth in your personal experience. I would like to be remembered as someone who tried to have some impact. I think there's a lot of talking that goes on in the world and goodness knows I've done a fair amount of that myself. But I think if I could be seen as someone who really tried to make a difference for the companies in which I invested or for companies that I advised or for the industry as a whole, that would be very pleasing because I think probably don't need too many more words, but we definitely need a bit more action, including on things like uh, gender diversity, right? So I would really encourage anyone who is interested in people and has life experience to offer, which we all do, to give this industry a go because we need different voices and your voice would be very welcome. Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here, your host over at T-Minus Space Daily and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K CyberWire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com slash survey. That's cyberwire.com slash survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us. And now a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.